You should be saving for the future. But savings accounts suck. And investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4-6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Karka, the SEO Manager for MediaWiz. So, John, how, did you, like, <laughs> how did you like search engine strategies? That's going to be the topic of the show today, I believe. Oh, search engine strategies is awesome, always an awesome show. Um, so many people there that I've known for so many years, it's just great to catch up, and you only seem to see them you know, at the shows every few times a year. So it's, I love going to that one in particular because so many people show up. Yeah, especially you and me and, you know, we get to hang out and have our cigars. and That's very <laughs> true. <laughs> Sit by the pool and, and listen to, you know, our, our, our archaic rock bands. Yes, better than Ezra. That was That's crazy. right, better than Ezra. <laughs> well, um, you know, we're both... Uh, you know, we, we found it a little tougher. I guess it's just because we've been doing this too damn long, but we found it a little tough to find a lot of stuff we wanted to share. Um, but uh, there were a few few episodes that really caught our eye. And uh, the one that really, I think, for both of us, it's one we certainly both couldn't stop talking about, was news search. Now, where do you want to start? Where, where do you want to start with that? I mean, it was pretty good. It was really good. There was It was a really good panel the, who took took news search at least the session i saw um each of them approached it from a different direction and i really walked away from with that panel with some some good notes and some good information to pass on to my clients which at at this point is is surprising to me sometimes yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) well in this case i think it was because i mean greg jarbo came on which is great he's always very interesting but the real kicker was uh miley oye uh the developer programs tech lead at google i mean to have her there and it was too bad it was at the end. I don't know what they're thinking there. Um, that she could have been on the whole darn time. She was. Everyone wanted more. Oh, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I cornered her out in the hall and asked her a couple of questions even afterwards. So, <laughs> well, I, I think the first thing that that she said that was, I don't know, it wasn't so much a surprise so much as a, a nice thing to hear was the new sitemap. Uh, how important it is. I, she said it's an important complement to your regular sitemap. Definitely. Now, have you included one of these before? I have. I've used uh, the the new sitemap with a couple of my clients, and we originally started with just a regular sitemap. Um, we migrated to using both the regular sitemap and the new sitemap, and there was you know a definite immediate um, you know effect, and we could see the results through the the news you know not instantaneously of course, but easily within a couple of weeks we 
difference. Just see a major difference. Uh, that's awesome. See, see, in my case, I don't actually have. Uh, I don't. I've never used one. I mean, I've known if they're supposed to be good. It's, <laughs> hell, I don't even have a very optimized site. <laughs> Embarrassingly, but. Uh, yeah. The, the great thing about the new site map that, that is kind of just like a, a side thing is if you're first developing your site, it's really a pain. If you're planning on getting news traffic and you want the Google News traffic and you're developing your site, you have to add those those um, static characters in all your URLs. And sometimes that can be just a real pain for developers and figuring out how to do that. Um, if you're using the news site map, you do not have to use those characters in your URLs. So it really helps. Okay, so when it comes down to uh, generating a new sitemap, like uh, this is my question. I I, I know that uh, I can get WordPress to create one for all of the site. How do you get one just to be created for news? Um, it's really there's there's a, there's they, they have these laid out on sitemap.org, so you can go in there and find the specs. But it's just as if you were creating a regular sitemap. The, the 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 specs are slightly different, I believe, but you just it just has a different name. So you, you can publish them both at the same time. Um, you you only want to keep like the 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 last I think it's seventy two hours worth of content in your news sitemap. You don't want to put everything you've ever published in that. So there there's some factors from that perspective, but really. It's just the technical part of creating it is pretty much the same thing. Um, I don't know if there's any standalone tools out there to do it yet, like you can for regular sitemaps, because it's not that prevalent and not that many sites need it. So I don't know if anybody's created a, like a free tool. Yeah, because I mean, otherwise you'd have to correct me if I'm wrong, but you'd have to manually create it each time. Um, if your site is database driven and you've got programmers, you can have your your programmers create one through your database, and that's and most of the sites that are big enough that are going to want to get you know focus on Google News traffic and use this new site map. Um, most of them have access to or have on staff the program, programmers that could build it. Yeah, so what you know, thinking about our our small business listeners and stuff. I mean, like for example, I, I consider myself a small business. I've got a site, I've got a blog, and you know we do publish a lot. Is it worthwhile for one of us to do it? I wonder. It'd be interesting to, to see how, just just from your own experience, Ross, how much Google News traffic do you get? Yeah. <laughs> we could find out, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, cobbler shoes. It's embarrassing. But, yeah, I don't uh, do much in terms of, uh, in terms of that. But I, I, um, I, I'm going to look into it. I think I want to see, really, whether or not it's going to be worthwhile. And there's got to be a plug-in of some kind for it, if not now, soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I mean, I'd be interested to see if we went and did a search in like WordPress plugin database. If there was one for WordPress already, I would not be surprised if, if there wasn't for news. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what was the next thing that sort of caught your eye um, from the news? Yeah. I was really interested in what Dana Todd was having to say. She, she actually was trying to tie the 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 news search today to to. You know how you dealt with news and publishing news, you know, in standard print publications, and she tied. Um, I don't know if, how many people are into have done print, but usually people who are really big into print, like the big publications, they have what they call an editorial calendar. They know for the coming month, the coming X number of weeks, almost exactly what they're going to be writing about each day um, through this editorial calendar. Well, she suggested you do the same thing using keywords. Develop a keyword calendar um, by, by using some of the, the, the great tools out there to follow what's going on, Google Trends, um, a lot of those kind of things to see what's going to be hot and what's happening in your space and build a calendar based on keywords for, for writing moving forward and 
to get the topics that people are going to be searching for in news. And I thought that was an excellent idea. That's cool. I actually I came in late um, for the that that whole presentation, and uh, actually I didn't even get to see Dana. So that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm writing <Yeah>. that down. <laughs> no, that that was an excellent idea. Um, she said, um, actually, if you're in a market that has a number of um, print publications already, you can go to those print publications, actually request their editorial calendars, and you, you get. If you get like four or five of them in your industry and you notice that two or three of them are going to be writing on the same topics that month, you know it's going to be searched because there's going to be some buzz about it. And you put that in your keyword calendar to write on as well. Love it. Now, if we could just get around to uh, keeping on top of our editorial calendars. <laughs> yeah. You can build a calendar, but you still have to write. <laughs> I've got ideas for articles that are, I, I think, close to a year old. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Oh. Don't, don't go look at my blog. I think it's been like April since I wrote last. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, we're busy, so it's a good thing. You can't, you can't complain. It's a whole uh, cobbler's shoes thing, right? Exactly. Before we... Uh, uh, move on here. I've got a few other things I'd like to add about news. Um, we're going to go right to a break and uh, we'll come back and we'll talk a little more. Excellent. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one set, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. For the break, we're discussing uh, some of the 
the things about news search and, and just some of the cool stuff we learned at this presentation we were at in, in Search Engine Strategies San Jose. And uh, one thing I, I wanted to add on to this was well, a couple things here was I found it intriguing to see and hear everything about how they're classifying and ranking content. Um, how would I take classification if you want to go for rankings? So um, uh, in classification, uh, it was pretty cool. Like they said, if, if, if they read an article, they want to be able to classify it. Like, for example, is it going to fall into their business section? Is it going to fall into under India? Um, you know, they're going to regionalize it. They're going to do everything. So they're actually looking at the content. If they see business, the example they gave, if they see business, the word CFO or the word money in the content, um, they're going to consider those signals to classify it as a business into the business directory. Then if they see signals such as New York or Manhattan written in there, they're first going to regionalize it as American. American, and then per- perhaps localize it for that area, um, for people in that area. Um, now, caveat is, of course, they're always looking at other things first. But this is when you're talking in just in terms of news content. This is an accurate statement. Um, you know, like I say, the other things would be like, you know, is the the page or the, is the the domain obviously a Dakota UK? It's not American, but the content is. You know, maybe that would fall in a different area. Like, what do you think, there, John? Um, most definitely. Because, yeah. um, I mean, yes, it's American content, but is it? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, from news perspective, I think they really do focus in on the, the classification from a location perspective, um, which what Miley was saying, I think, is they actually – there's she broke it down into three sections, crawling, grouping, and ranking. And in that grouping section is where, what you're talking about, where they do the classification by location and then content. And um, I think that location, she, she definitely mentioned that as before content. So I almost get, got the feeling that that was even more important than the content specifically was the location. Yeah, they, they, they're, well, obviously we all know that they're, they're massive on personalization, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I don't even think you can turn it off anymore now. I think the personalization is it. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely saying that. When I'm doing, if I'm doing geo-targeted searches and I'm not even logged in, I will see um, specific content related to exactly where I am in the local search or in news or even in like the shopping and any of the universal search areas. It's very interesting. Oh, and it's really interesting in terms of rankings. I mean, clients, I know a lot of clients who are going, um, I'm seeing things changing a lot. Uh, what do we do about this? And, you know, it comes right down to content. You just got to have good content and optimize the heck out of your site. The, oh, yeah. You know, no, no. <laughs> I almost, I almost think we ought to we ought to reserve some time for us to do a show on, um, you know, metrics and how to rank or how to measure what you're doing because everybody just real thinks okay, rankings are the way you you want to be number one you want to be number two whatever that's not the case and I mean we could put on a whole show based on how do you really measure the effectiveness of your SEO and that's that's a good point right there. Amen. And actually, I think it'd be great. Um, I would love to put together a show where we talk about that and also set up like at the end of it, just say this is how we think it should be done. Mm-hmm. And how we're, hey, we might even say this is how we are going to run our campaigns now. Because um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I know I, I've got some clients I'd really like to educate on this because it's important. And, and they're still in the world of, of ranking reports, which is fine, you know, to some degree. But it, it's they're, they're just so ineffective now in a lot of ways. So you know, right. make that change. Um, so news rankings, how does that work? 
Well, again, back to all this great information that Miley gave us, um, she broke down the rankings of news content into two stages. First, they're going to rank the story. Is the story important enough or is there enough buzz about the story to really be something they want to emphasize in, in the news feeds, Google News or in the one box, as we call it? Um, they basically look at that by what she called aggregate editorial interest. How many people are talking about this? How many different um, you know mentions of this are there out there? You know, and the sources are they, is it the New York Times or is it Billy Bob's blog on beer? You know, they're going to look at that to see how important the story is and whether it even needs to be. And then the second stage is the article ranking. Once they say, okay, this topic is the one we want in Google News, now we're going to figure out which articles are the most relevant, which ones are the the ones we're going to Ranked better, basically, for it. And she broke, She gave us some great details on how they do that. Um, were, you, were you there for that part, Ross? Because that was yeah. And and the, the four I got down was like one was substantial, a fresh substantial content. Fresh was critical. Yeah. Um, second was novelty and duplication. She called it. This is technically called um, citation rank, which made more sense to me. Citation rank. Sa- I wrote the same thing down. More citations you get, the better chance you have of being better ranked. Which really sucks for small business. Well, let's, let's, let's describe citation rank to, to everybody, just to kind of make sure everybody's clear on this. What citation rank is, is if somebody mentions you as the source of their article, so they cite you as where they got the information from. So, And I hate to use this as an example because I've been using it for weeks now and everybody uses it, but when, when a certain person died recently, Michael Jackson died, everybody knows that TMZ was the one that broke the story. So when everybody was talking about, they weren't sure if he was dead yet, TMZ was claiming he was dead, and everybody else said he's just in the hospital, but everybody cited TMZ as the the, the source for that they were saying he was dead. So TMZ got all those citations, and they got the citation rank for that story. Right. And then, then, uh, I mean, that's that's perfect, but when it comes to small business, how often are people going to be cited? Unless yeah. it's something really, really critical, like you're really making something controversial and they don't want to take ownership for it. That's true. Um, we're kind of screwed. <laughs> well, and that's, I think that's why there's multi, it's not the only factor they use. Exactly. And, and she didn't get, I don't think she ever gave, she never gave us a real clue of which ones were most important. Um, yeah. And I, I just want to step back. You said the fresh and new content. She also mentioned when she was talking about that, that they don't like satire. Um, so if you've got some kind of satire that's news, she mentioned specifically that satire is something that's probably not going to get ranked well because it's supposed to be news. Um, I missed that. That's that's a good point. And and when it comes down to citation rank, you know, if like for example, if I've created an article, I get it out there. I may be the first one to put it out there, but someone could just steal the idea, write their own article as a more popular site, and voila, we don't really get the benefit of all we just did. Yeah. Um, now that said, you know if you're constantly doing that, it doesn't matter how many people copy you. You're ultimately going to be the guy that people start to realize is the one that they're going to read. So, you know, if you're constantly on the ball, you're never going to have a problem. And she um, did. She did mention specifically. I think this is part of what the citation rank is. They do definitely try to find the original source. You know, yes. They, they and people. There's been comments about that that I've heard over the years. It's like you never know who the original source is. It could be anybody. But they do make a you know a dedicated effort to find out who that is. Yeah, and we actually, whenever we're doing syndication now, we write the article, and I'm trying to wait at least a day before I send it out in syndication because I, I want to make sure that I get the that citation rank. Yeah, and they do look they do look close at the date on those on those articles. So if you've got a news article, you make sure that date. And I think she specifically said, put your date between the headline and the body of the article, and you put your date that you publish it in there, and they can find it much easier. And that's going to be part of that original source identification because the earlier day is going to have an edge on that. 
That's key, totally. Now, the next one was local and personal rank, um, the fact that they localize and personalize content. So, you know, if you're – obviously, they know if you're signed in, for example, you, they certainly know what kind of searches you're doing, what kind of news you've been reading. So they'll personalize it a bit, and they'll also um, localize it based on your area. Yeah, and I think the local – she said specifically more weight was given to local sources. So, like, I'm down here in southern Florida. If there was an article on the Miami Dolphins preseason games and the Miami Herald wrote about it, you know, forget that they're a huge paper, but they're local to the story source. So if they they look at that, that location that we talked about earlier and they, they realize, okay, this is a story about Miami Dolphins in south Florida, the newspapers in that area or the sources in that local area are going to give more weight, get more weight. Right. And then the last one, uh, before we go to break again, is trust in sources. Uh, they said they build trust in, in a resource by noting how often their stories are trafficked. Um, so that's that's very basic, but essentially meaning that um, you may get, like I was saying before, if you're not on the ball all the time, you just have one really good article. That's building a little bit of trust. But if you're constantly the guy that people seem to be going to, um, you're going to get a little more attention when it comes when you post another article. So. So historical-based algorithm on trust. Um, that's a generic. That's a gist I got anyway. What, what did you make of it? And, and actually, I got a little bit different out of that as well. And I think she gave a specific example that okay. if, they, if they've got an article and it's written, there's four or five sources that have written very good relative articles on the same topic, not duplicate, but different articles on the same topic, they'll rotate those articles up there and track who, which ones are being clicked more. And then they'll, they'll, they'll lean towards the user activity of the one that's being clicked more often. So they'll actually go to the users to see which of these related articles are, should be ranking higher based on click-through activity. But then over time, they would start to notice which one is being clicked on. So there is a historical-based algorithm. Yes, yes, both, both, yeah. definitely. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. and we get back, i got a quick tip from Greg Jarbo, which i got to mention before we finish this new search. He had a good, really good one. And then um, we'll move on into some local search ranking factors. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With, with Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. 
I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, SEO manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. For the break, we were discussing a new search. I've got one more thing to add to that. And uh, we've also got a tip on headlines as well from, from, um, from John. So the first, the first one I wanted to mention, and I thought it was a great tip. Um, first of all, Frankly, when Greg says something, I listen. He's, he really knows his stuff. And um, this is Greg Jarbo, and speaking of SEOPR, he said that he does a lot of news promotion. He said the one thing above all else that helps him with getting out a news release is making friends with specific press and emailing them. So I guess he, this is partly the way of making friends, too, <laughs> is you email them the press release ahead of time and saying, look, this is going to be released tomorrow or something, and you know we want to give you the heads up on this ahead of time. And he said that, of all things, nothing beats that. If, of course, it's done right, you've got a right to kind of rapport with, the, with a, a writer. Um, it made perfect sense, and you know we get so caught up in all the technical stuff, that's, that's so... Uh, that's, that's obvious. <laughs> Definitely. You got to get offline every once in a while to make some progress. Exactly. <laughs> so you had one about headlines? Well, it actually wasn't me. It was Allison um, Fabella from the Atlantic Journal Constitution, who was also a speaker on this panel. And headlines are extremely important in news search. And she had some good do's and don'ts. I just wanted to share real quick with everybody. Um, some of the do's, don'ts, I guess we'll start with don'ts. Don't when you're writing a headline and you want it to be ranked in news, here's some things not to do. First, don't use clever or cheeky headlines. Um, puns, um, those kind of things just don't work in news because they're not going to contain the keyword searches that people are looking for. Um, don't abbreviate. You, you know, Spell out the words as much as possible. And don't vary the lead. And what that means is um, when you write your headline, your first paragraph of text your lead paragraph really needs to relate to the headline. You don't write a headline about you know bank rob- bank robbery in Southern California and start with a history of the, the of you know the area. You want to just jump right into the the information that you lead in your headline with. Um, so it's like reading the newspaper. The first paragraph is always sort of a summary of what the rest of it is about. Exactly. And it's, sometimes it's hard to do, especially if you're writing a blog and you get this really cool idea for a story and you know what the overall theme of the story is and you can write a really cool headline for that. But when your first paragraph doesn't really tie into that, you're not going to do as well on news. Oh, and I hate it. Sometimes I yeah. don't want to give it away, give away the punchline. You know, I want to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So, so here's some good do's when you're writing headlines. Pick your search phrase first. Not, and I guess that's just not a headline. When you're doing your story, if you can, and we talked about keyword calendars earlier, pick your search phrase first so you know what you're writing about from a keyword perspective before you begin. Um, another headline do. When it's relevant, go with geotargeting. Put your geotargeted terms in your headlines as often as you can. Um, 
two, if you're in an environment um, where other people are writing with you, I know this doesn't necessarily apply to everybody, but if there's a company out there where there's more than one person writing for the same blog or for the same site, make sure that you've got this training that you're doing with your headlines and your copy that it happened. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today. On a regular basis, and not just like, here, read this, but do hands on workshops. And um, in that same instance, she said, make sure you show people what works and what doesn't through successes. This headline was great because this one didn't work because. So, those were some really good tips that, that she gave on the headlines. That's great. Nice hat. I, I really mad that I didn't get the rest of that seminar. I mean, it looked really good. Uh, it was especially by the content I got out of just that one or two speakers. It's like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, so what else? Did, was there anything else you'd like to add there? Um, no, but just just to give a couple shout-outs to the other two people on the panel. We talked about everybody, but David Radicke and Lisa Beyer were both also on the panel. Lisa did a bunch of stuff on how to use Twitter for news, um, building and generating leads and scoops via Twitter, which was great. And then um, David Radicke, who's a Google News consultant, did a um, case study of a group that he worked with. It was pretty interesting as well. Interesting. Um, so do you want to get into local search ranking factors now? I would love to. That was my second favorite, or maybe even my first favorite. News and local were my two favorite out of the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I think both of us went there looking for that, too. I mean, it's two areas we just – there's only so much we can learn in a single day, and it's nice to get a little bit of a, a kick. <laughs> Definitely. So uh, the one that I got right off the bat was uh, David Mim. Um, I'm not sure which company he's with. I didn't write that down. Um, he verified he, – he, he has a, a sort of a, a top ten list, I believe, of the, 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 the factors that will lead to a good local ranking. And I wrote down the first four that really stood out. Um, uh, first was verify your local listing. That's no brainer. Yeah. So that's, if you get that verified, you're going to have a better chance of getting a local ranking. Now, this is – to anyone who wants to know what we're talking about here, when you do a search, like say I do Victoria, B.C., hotel that's where i'm located so i'm looking for a hotel um i type that in and then there's a 10 pack we call it essentially uh, it's it's uh, a local only ranking um that shows up in google when you're doing an obvious obvious regional search and then below that are all the normal organic results you see in any kind of search um now we want we want what everyone wants to do is make sure that their site appears in that local 10 pack and uh in this case uh, he mentioned the verified local verify your local business listing through google second um off-page listing variables, like anything like that. So um, in this case, if you have, I, I believe what he meant by that, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but I think it's um, uh, internet yellow page um, citations. So yeah, you've got, yeah. yeah, you're right. It's, it's exactly what we talked about with uh, the news. Citations work with local as well. If you have other sites with your local data pointing to your local listings on the major engines, they count as citations and give you better rank. It's, it's kind of like a content or text version of anchor te- or anchor weight or page rank the more people vote for you with citations in a content standpoint the better you're going to do it's kind of like a if you tie it into linking it's like the more links the more votes in this case it's the more citations the more votes 
Yeah, and in this case, we're not we're not saying you have to advertise in your local Yellow Pages. We've got to help you. No, I mean that's a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely. you do you do want to have a listing in there that has your same address that's on your page. Um, yeah, everything's got to be same. That's one thing I noticed that was interesting. Um, you don't want to vary how you write your address on your site. Um, and if you're going to start with your suite number, start with your suite number everywhere. Uh, yeah. Just try to make things as simple and obvious as possible. The system's really, in my opinion, not complex enough yet that, that you want to mess things up. You want to make things very standardized. Um, uh, so that's off-page listings. Um, uh, so another thing would be, so in other words, you'd want to get more. Um, you go to directories per se that are local and regional, and you want to get your own your own. Uh, business loaded in there with your address in there. Always have your address. And he he did. Finds he, if, if you want, Russ, I, I've, I wrote down the top six or seven that he mentioned were the were the major um, what they call IYPs, Internet Yellow awesome. Pages, that he yeah. mentioned that would be the top citations to get. If you like, you can read them off. I don't have Please. all the I don't have all the URLs for them, but I got the names. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool. Info USA is a big one, and actually, Info USA is kind of a, a you really want to be in that because believe it or not, Info USA. If you don't manage your listings personally, a lot of these other places get their information from InfoUSA. So that's one of the major ones to, to, to really look out and make sure information is correct in. Just want to interject one thing. The reason I didn't like write these down is because I'm from Canada and a lot of, well, most of these don't have a Canadian side. Like they don't have a Canadian side. So uh, that's right. another thing. If you want Canadian ones, let me know. I, I've certainly been looking into that. So. I, w- I will tell you, Ross, that InfoUSA does have a whole section on Canadian addresses and Canadian okay. information. Well, I know one thing you mentioned, about to mention is city search, and it that doesn't, and that's really annoying to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, believe, and believe it or not, on the list that um, David said, city search was not on his list of top seven. Oh, really? Which, which kind of surprises me now that you mention it. Um, but uh, four citations, InfoUSA, Super Pages. Um, Localese, Yellow Pages, Yelp. Um, can't read my own writing on that one. Insider Pages <laughs> <laughs> and, and Axiom. Those are the ones he listed out as the, the major IYPs or Internet Yellow Pages to be listed in. Very cool. Well, that's certainly going to help someone. Um, another one was customer reviews. Now, um, one thing I found interesting was there's customer reviews you can get on your Google Someone can actually go to your Google local listing and give you a customer review. It will not show up. I, I didn't know this. I just found out the other day. It will not show up as a number of one of your reviews. Like, say you've got 40 reviews. None of the ones that are actually done on your Google local listing show up in that. That's yeah. what I heard. Right. Um, they're only going to cite the ones that are off-site, off-Google uh, reviews about your company, anything like that. Very interesting. Yelp comes into play for that, obviously, because that's a great place to do that. Yeah, Definitely. Um, and then the last one is traditional on-page criteria, you know, making sure that your site has your, your address and all that kind of information. And um, I think one thing I found, another thing that's interesting is a nice little add-on is you could have, um, is it a KML? I think it's a KML. KML sitemaps, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, essentially, it, it's your lat long, isn't it? It's, it's all that information about where you're at so that there's absolutely Definitely. no question whatsoever where you are. Yeah, KML KML site maps are very handy if you're really, if, especially if you if you have a ton of locations that all have similar data. Like the name is going to be the same. Um, it really helps to have those site maps um, if you have tons of locations. Now, this is a good question. Actually, I ran into this the other day, and I I I, I didn't guess, but I mean, I from what I've heard so far, I guess um, if you've got a site, and I'm sure there's small businesses out there that have this, their home page is their home page for their entire network. Then you go inside to each individual page. Let's say you go to a hotel 
Um, and internally, they have um, their various locations across the United States as, as separate subfolders. On the homepage, which address do you put? Do you put any of them, or do you just put all of them, or just link to them? Yeah, it's. I, I had someone ask me that, and I was like, ah. I would say personally that you would just link to them and make sure that your contact page, the generic one for the entire site, has all of them listed. Yeah, I would definitely use the most relevant page, just like you would with any other type of, of uh, you know, linking or or targeting for any type of search. Use the page that's most relevant. Yeah, and then when you're in that particular section for that region, like for, for say, uh, uh, I don't know, Boston Hotel is one section of your site, that's where you would put only the address of the Bostons on every, say, every footer. Exactly. Section. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And in case anyone runs into that, I ran into it. So you never know, you might just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what else? Uh, we got lots here, man. There was a, so, so let's step back to the first thing you mentioned, which was verifying your listing. Because there's a lot of there was a lot of good information about that at this session. And actually, it wasn't a session. We ought to point out that a lot of this local stuff was at a parallel conference to SES called the Local Search Summit. So it was in the same hotel. It was in the same same. Um, and a facility. I mean, if you had a pass to SES, they let you into the local search summit, but you could have went to just the local search summit if you wanted to. Um, just wanted to make this is kind of a side to give them credit for, for what they did because they put on some good information. They sure did. They uh, did. But back to back to verifying local listings. Um, and you mentioned this. Um, Dave gave a number of factors when he talked about what you should do when verifying your local listings. Um, your address is the number one factor. He said, make sure that the address is consistent across all of all of your um, citations, all of the places, all the internet yellow pages. He called, he actually called this locate location verification, I believe. And, and and I took some notes to build build my own kind of like synopsis of this. And basically, I came out with four goals out of this whole thing, and one of them was location verification. So you're not verifying. Each, just each individual listing, you're verifying that all your listings are consistent and all your listings have the same information across all the different places that your information is found for each of your locations if you have more than one. So location verifications is different than listing verification, where a listing verification is my listing on Google is correct. Your location verification, verification and there's too many, too many big words in this. <laughs> <laughs> location verification is making sure that all your listings everywhere are consistent and have the same information, which was pretty important. I pulled that out as, as a really key thing to make sure you did. Um, there, is a, there is a way um, to, to do bulk listings if you have multiple sites. Um, there's a number of services out there that allow you to do bulk listings. So you can um, give a spreadsheet to the search engine, and the spreadsheets will input all your data from a spreadsheet. Um, not everybody can do that. You have to be approved, and you have to, to have this specific API that they allow people to do. But, but if you do that, be aware that those listings that are submitted in bulk are not as trusted as the listings that you do either manually or um, through the telephone card verification. Totally. And, and I've got that noted here and highlighted <laughs> in mine as yeah. well. That was a good Definitely. point. And, you know, with big companies, oh, my God, that's that's a pain in the butt. <laughs> that's a yeah. lot of- it is, and, and I've done the bulk listings with companies that have 1,500 locations, and while it makes the organization of the information and verifying the information easy, it 
when you submit it, it, they only do it once a month. So you submit you submit your spreadsheet on say the first week of the month. That information might not even get submitted into the engines for another four weeks, and then it takes another six to eight weeks once the engines have the information to publish it. Yes. So so you're looking at probably a two month cycle to get your information in the in, in the engines, and then it not be as trusted if you had figured out a way to do it manually. Lovely. Yeah. I uh, can't wait till this stuff's fixed up and improved, but uh, for now, it's what we got. Well the, well, the great thing we did find out about this verification from a question I actually asked to, I think Dave was the one that actually answered it. Um, Mike Blumenthal had written an article and talked to some people at Google Local, and there's actually going to be some, with the, I had asked about third-party verification, where you could have an agency or you could have somebody else manage it all for you so that the engines didn't have to call each of your hundred stores to talk to hundred different managers to get verifications, and who knows what kind of problems that would cause. So, so we've been—I've personally been trying to get Google to set up third-party verification for years, practically. And they announced at this show that Mike Blumenthal at Blumenthal.com has an article on there. He talked to people at Google, and they're going to allow. Um, consolidated verification, not through agencies, but if you're a big enough company where you have multiple locations, um, you will be able to go in and um, there's actually like a, in your um, business profile on maps, they'll say, do you want to do multiple locations? And you click on it and they'll allow somebody internal to the company to manage all of the locations for one company. So that's a great breakthrough in my, my mind. Totally. I remember when it all came out, we were all hoping that would happen at some point. So that's great yeah. to hear. Well, uh, we're we're already over time, and uh, it's just I, I've got so many more to talk about. It's amazing, but uh, oh, let's let's go another few minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this <laughs> is right. some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, the other thing uh, was maximize your categories when you're making a listing in any kind of uh, local ranking. Um, <laughs> Uh, make sure that uh, uh, we're getting a what from uh, <laughs> Rasco here. Webmaster, he's like, what? You can't go over? No, he's good with it. I'm sure of it. So um, maximize how many categories you put in. You've got a certain amount of categories you can put in. Go nuts. You know, fill them up. There's different ways people can find you, and uh, there's no penalty for doing that. Obviously, you don't want to repeat yourself, but just make it worthwhile. Other thing was... Um, Use keywords in your title. The holidays are doubly important this year, so make your celebrations doubly special. At Kroger, we've got a huge selection of high-quality meats on top of fresh, natural produce, like fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and our Simple Truth Organic Brussels sprouts, or delicious king crab legs with our private selection gourmet potatoes. Had to say that doubly fast. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Claire, if possible, but only carefully. You don't want to just skew the thing and make it like, uh, you don't want to say you're Victoria, B.C. Hotel. No, that's not cool. That's going to get caught. Right now, I think there's still a few people getting away with that, but it's not a good idea. (laughs) You're going to get caught. You're going to get booted. Whatever is going to happen, it's not a good thing. Um, And then one thing I, I thought was cool was, well, first of all, Google loves photos and videos. That was key. Um, so you can actually add photos and videos to your, your profile. But use YouTube association counts as a citation. Um, mm-hmm. I don't actually have my notes in here on how you do that. I've forgotten. Do you remember how you, you do that? Um, uh, I know it has to tie to your, your, your phone number and or – it has to tie your phone number. Somewhere on your, your YouTube profile or your YouTube video, your phone number needs to appear. Because the main thing that ties all these things, all these citations together is the phone number. 
But I think because it's a Google profile, I think there's a way of actually tying in your yeah your yeah, and I think I've done it. <laughs> I just can't okay. remember how I do it. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting that that does count because you know if you you start creating some good videos and stuff, that's going to help you. And right. you know, why not? That's just yet another good reason to do that. Um, one thing was too my maps or user generated content, so stuff that's people writing, um, is not as effective as a customer review. I thought that was right. intriguing as yeah. well. And since speaking of customer reviews, he gave some great information about how those are being analyzed. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting that the volume of reviews seems to be the most important thing, the number of reviews. And he was very specific about saying it didn't matter whether they were positive or negative reviews. They're not, apparently at this point, they're not looking at, at the, the, the quality of the review, whether it's a, a positive or negative, but it's just the volume. Um, and like and you said, some, go ahead. Sir. And to some degree, I think that's... I was thinking about that, and to some degree, that makes sense. You know, it's it, it's the same application they do online. They're not qualifying whether or not it's a good company that should be number one on an organic listing. It's mm-hmm. you know, people are talking about them, right? And so that's it makes sense in some regards. Now, there should be a way of sorting though by rank. Yeah, and I get a feeling eventually that they will do that. They'll they'll pull that in. They'll they'll use some kind of um, algorithm analysis to look for certain positive, negative types of key phrases in those reviews to to weight them based on on you know whether the people like the place or not. If it's a it's if it's a quality, it's like a quality listing. You know, is this a quality location? Yeah. Well, and even now you'd think it's as simple as putting a button and saying, "Would you like to sort by customer reviews?" Yeah, are positive and negative. You know, they they see how many stars there are. So it's not a bad thing, right? Right. No doubt. A lot of that star stuff obviously is people doing it on Google, but on the actual Google local listing. But still, I think it's useful. Yeah, he did give give a list also of certain verticals where they seem to be pulling reviews from more frequently. And this was the other list that I had that does include City Search actually. <laughs> so if you're looking to get reviews to help your local listing. Um, Dave listed seven or eight places that are really good. Some of them are niche places, depending on your on where you are. But Yelp is at the top of the list, without a doubt. Um, insider pages. He mentioned Yahoo reviews as being really, really good as well. Um, City Search. Um, he did include Google in his list, Ross. So um, <laughs> I, he did. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ignore the Google reviews um, completely. If, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's a given. At some point, it's either, even if it's not now, it's going to be turned on. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Uh, Super Pages was in there. Um, and, and he mentioned if you have specific TripAdvisor and um, another one that I can't read in myself, um, vertical-oriented ones, the one specifically that I can read that I wrote was TripAdvisor. So if you're in a um, travel industry, that would be a great place to get reviews from. And if you're looking at competitors in local search, you can see if they have reviews, some of the niche sites that are acting as citations for local, you'll see them. They actually tell you in in the reviews where they're pulling them from. So you can see if it's coming from City Search or Yelp or TripAdvisor. And I've seen some pretty interesting places in there. You're looking at a, looking at a business and you say, they pulled a review from site XYZ. And it's like, I never even knew that site existed, but it's very specific to that vertical. So definitely do some digging in your vertical to competitors and other companies to see where they're pulling those citations from because that's where you're going to want to get yours from as well. It could actually be a great way to do link building as well. Oh yeah, um, I mean you can find some fantastic stuff. And the, and and one thing that shouldn't be missed here, if it hasn't already occurred to everyone, is wow, this is a fantastic way to do competitor uh, analysis. I mean, you can go and look at your competitors' ranking and say the local 
as in local 10-pack, let's say you type in Victoria BC Hotel and you find out who's there, you go and search through them. You can actually see where their citations are. Go and get them yourself. Kick them out of the top. Um, in yeah. some cases, it's as simple as that. Uh, I'm sure it won't be forever, but at this point, that's how it's working. Yeah, and if if you can get verified and you can add some more, you know, quality targeted content in your listing, and your competitors don't have it in there, it's easier than you think to get into that top ten. Yeah, it's it's made. I'm just going through all this. Um, and one of the things I, I thought was very simple and easy to remember was NAP. Remember that name, yep. address, phone number. Make sure that's everywhere. Yep, definitely. And if you got that, you know, that's a huge step. Just think NAP, 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 NAP. <laughs> I can't. Saying it in my name, and I'm putting it in all, all my uh, my literature now with my clients, so they can remember that as well. Yeah, and that goes back to go back to validating your location as opposed to your listing. That NAP ties directly to that. If every one of your listings everywhere and all the different sites have the same exact NAP or name, address, and phone number, you're going to be rocking. Awesome. Anything else we should add here? Or I uh, guess we're nearly. Uh, we could go into other things, but boy, we, we really get going here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I got lots of notes. <laughs> I do as well. One thing I'd like to note, actually, is I did go to the Bing Toolbox discussion, um, and of course, most of everyone here has probably heard of Bing, uh, Microsoft's new search engine, which is, I've, my impression, uh, a huge improvement over anything they've ever had. And uh, I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. I mean, not, not that that wasn't hard to do, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing I've had a real beef about, and I was very vocal about it at the conference, uh, was how, frankly, crappy the install issues were for the SEL Toolkit. Now, for those that don't know about that, the SEL Toolkit is a, a program that Microsoft created for people to essentially run their own cr- critiques on their site. Literally, you can install this on your, of course, Windows server, uh, <laughs> whatever, even on, on Vista or anything new. I think it's Server 2008 or Vista. And um, Yeah, but they launched can, saying that we could do it on Apache too, and then they like they, they pulled it away from us. Yeah, I don't get that. What's that? I, I was so mad about that because they said a whole bunch of stuff. None of that was working. They even said, I'm sure they said it worked on Windows Server 2003 Release 3. And nope, doesn't work on that because that's what I've got. Yeah. Um, I've had nothing but trouble trying to install that thing. And to their credit, um, I spoke with uh, a gentleman there, um, the one who's doing the presentation. And I'm trying to find his name here. But in any case, he he, was, he said he came right out to me right afterwards. He says, look, I'm going to fix this. And uh, I got an email later on. I've yet to post. But um, he said that they've, they're have they trying to streamline it. They're putting together something. First of all, they've already done a tutorial on how to, to get around some of the issues in, in, of installing it. I still think they're crazy for not having some sort of portal for people to go and use. They don't seem to want to build this into their webmaster tools, which doesn't make any sense to me because anyone with an Apple, anyone with anything other than the newest Windows can't do with any of this stuff. Right. That's so Microsoft. (laughs) It drives me crazy. Um, So Actually, actually, that's another thing they stole from Apple because Apple used to be, if you weren't on Apple, you couldn't do anything. So... (laughs) True, true enough, true enough. And, frankly, and I'm an Apple fan. <laughs> they still do that a lot, a lot of things too. But um, what, anyway, what I'm pushing him to do, and I'm going to push for everyone here because I think everyone will want this, is um, trying to get them to put together a, uh, a portal that runs SEL Toolkit where you can get your own little account. It's all free. 
run it yourself on your own site. So you don't need their systems. I know that's going to be like pulling teeth, but the fact is it's going to make them look good. And they need to have some sort of report also that can send to people's email addresses with updates. Like, you've got so many 404 errors this month. Fix them. Yeah. Wow. How cool would that be? Yeah, that would be cool. But you, you, you know what, though, Ross? I think that when they first launched it, one of the interesting things I took out from that whole package, um, I was thinking, well, why did they launch this? What's, how's this going to benefit them? Was the, the built-in spider that the tool has. You can, it has a built-in spider that will go crawl your site just, just as if the, the Bing spider was coming to crawl your site. Um, but you can also assign that, that spider to go crawl other people's sites. Mm-hmm. And to me, what that was is they were going to try to get that to catch on, crawling your own site, crawling your competitor's site. And what they were doing was instituting a kind of backdoor um, distributed spidering. So it would, so they wouldn't have to spider everybody themselves. They get all these people with IIS servers to do the spidering for them, and then it all gets sent back to them. So it was kind of like saving resources and doing like distributed computing, but they were doing it kind of behind the scenes, just distributed spidering. Right, and then I lucked out. I was looking through their data, and I thought, wow, that's, that's no good. There's got to be a way to block that, and they mentioned something about it. But I found it online and posted it on the Stepforth blog. Um, it says, block your competitors from using the IAS SEL toolkit, that's the title if anyone needs to find it. And uh, essentially, you just put in the user agent IIS bot, and this is in your robots.txt um, user agent IIS bot disallow. And your competitors can no longer do this to your site. And right. that's important. I think that's critical for anyone who's got that kind of uh, concern. Yeah, um, definitely. It's, it's pretty creepy what you can do with this thing. And, and I think it's fantastic personally from a competitor analysis standpoint, <laughs> but. Uh, if you're trying to block them, block them. Yeah, I know a lot of my clients got that little addition to the robot.txt right away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know a lot of people won't, so it's 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 a pretty valuable tool, and that's frankly why I was trying to install it. But uh, I'll have to go and check out their, their manual and hopefully do it myself soon. Excellent. Well, I guess we're going to tie it up now. I think that's been the thing. Right. I guess there's still more to do, I know, but... Uh, uh, we should probably prep for it. Yeah, <laughs> and I would definitely recommend anybody who gets the chance to go to one of these big shows. I mean, even if you've been in the industry for a while, and like, I mean, this this proves I've been in the industry a dozen years, and I learned a, a number of things at this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they're definitely very educational. There's there's a number of companies that put these shows on. The, the big ones are, of course, the SES Search Engine Strategies, um, SMX, which is what does SMX sense? Search Marketing Expo? Is that what that's That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the PubCon. In, there's just that one show. But And don't forget about webmasterradio.fm. They've got a great one, too. Um, they, they do the affiliate conferences. Exactly. And, uh, and I, I, I can't say enough about that. I've heard fantastic things about it. So yeah, I um, heard the first one, they got double the attendance they expected. It was an affiliate, yeah. affiliate convention is what they call it. Right. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I know we wanted to do this, this episode at the end here was uh, pass along our Twitter IDs. Uh, oh, I oh, just got a note here. December 3rd to 4th in L.A. is the next uh, affiliate convention for uh, webmasterradio.fm. So I highly recommend going to that. It's organized by a friend of mine, and, and I know he does a great job. So yeah. uh, check it out. I'm going uh, to try to get him to let me speak on SEO, so maybe we can get in there that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, John, why don't we pass along our Twitter? Because, you know, we're always talking about stuff, and we'd love to get questions from anyone. Yeah, uh, definitely. So what's, uh, what's the Twitter idea? Mine's easy, at John Carcutt, J-O-H-N-C-A-R-C-U-T-T. There you go. Yeah. Two T's. Double T. <laughs> uh, mine's very easy as well, Ross Dunn. 
You can't get easier than that. R-O-S-S-D-U-N-N. And, uh, well, let's tie things up. On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcut, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, we'd like to uh, thank you for coming today and uh, join us next week on SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks, everyone.